Hey, hey, everyone. You're listening to Fireball Podcast with Ashley Mayfield, and this is episode two. Hey, hey, guys, what is up? I'm so excited to be back today, and I will definitely be dropping some fire on you. <laughs> so pull up a chair and brace for impact. As always, if you find any value in today's episode, I ask that you pay the fee. Make sure that you take a screenshot, share it on your Instagram stories, your Facebook stories, whatever platform you're on. Tag me. That way I can see and I can repost, but also tag a friend. Share it with a friend. Let's get the word out there. Today, I'm so fired up. Let's talk about how to create an environment for growth and success. Here is the brass tacks bottom line. You cannot teach desire. Man, doesn't that suck? Wouldn't it be nice if you could have everybody who partners with you in life, who joins with you, um, for them to really buy into your vision, for them to see it the way that you see it, want it the way that you want it, they run the way you run, they think the way you think, like that would be so phenomenal. But at some point, if you don't have the desire to get the things done that you need to get done, the desire to accomplish that dream, the desire to crush that goal, it's only a matter of time before it's game over. So today we are gonna talk about creating an environment for growth and success with the understanding that you have desire. When I look back um, just on my journey of success, I think and remember so many things that I was intentional with that helped me cultivate an environment for growth. I had to want it. Do you want it bad? I'm talking, do you want it bad? Like I had to crave it. I had to desire it. I had to consume it. And so how bad do you want success? How bad do you want growth? When we talk about the difference between the goods and the greats, the greats want it as bad as they want their next breath. I absolutely love Eric Thomas. If you guys do not listen to him, man, he will light your fire. That's right. I'm going to give him some fire props. Um, You need to go listen to him. And he says that. He says, when you want something as bad as you can breathe, that's when you're going to get it. Have you guys ever tried treading water with a brick over your head? Pretty awkward question. But for those of you out there that have been a lifeguard in the past, just like I have, that's something that they require you to do. And let me tell you, it's probably the worst thing ever. So let me paint the picture. I'm in high school. I decided to be a lifeguard for a couple summers uh, throughout, you know, some of the school year. And I was the worst lifeguard ever. (laughs) Like whenever trying out, I came in last when I had to swim the mile. Um, You know, I I was terrible at all the underwater exercises that you had to do to actually like physically save someone from drowning. And when it came to the point where we all had to tread water in the deep end, holding this brick above their head, I basically almost drowned. So you're in a circle with all these other people who are passing their lifeguard exam, test, whatever it is. And, you know, you're already treading water in the deep end, which as someone who's five foot two and uh, specifically the way the good Lord made my body is I'm bottom heavy, kind of a little difficult to tread some water. So I'm not a superstar in the water, hashtag shocker. And you're treading water And I swear I was like the furthest person away from the brick. And they had you hold the brick above your head for 60 seconds. So I'm not only treading water minute after minute after minute after minute after minute because the brick is not within my vicinity, but then I'm already exhausted 
and I'm having to like hold this brick above my head. And it was honestly like, it was just traumatizing. But in that moment when the brick is above your head and I'm starting to sink because I'm not strong enough, I'm not, you know, I don't have the body motion to be able to tread this water and hold this brick. The only thing I can think about is getting this brick above my head and breathing. And I know that sounds so crazy, but when you have that laser focus on growth, when you have that laser focus on success, like this is the only thing I want in this moment. No, it doesn't mean that the rest of your life is falling apart. Obviously, we all have a life. We all have family, loved ones, extracurriculars, you know, taking care of our own self, all of that. But when you want whatever that goal is, whatever that dream is, when you want it and you have that mental clarity and that mental focus that the only thing in that moment is holding that brick above your head, treading the water for 60 seconds, otherwise you got to do it all over again and that sucks, that is when you're going to have it. So when you want your success that bad, (laughs) that bad, like it depends on your next breath, that's when you're going to find breakthrough. And so there were definitely some things on my glow up, so to say, that I had control over and um, they allowed me to continuously help me cross my finish line. So let's dive in. The first thing when I'm looking back is I had no plan B. You guys, I came from a career where I was a full-time retail manager. I was working 50 to 60 hours and I was only making 40. So that sounds really pretty whenever you're like, oh, you get salary, you know, it's gonna be amazing. But then whenever you do the math of not working 40 hours, but working up to 60, you're actually making a lot less. And I had no desire whatsoever to go back to that environment. I had no desire to put myself in a position where I was overworked and underpaid, where I was missing moments with my family, where it all fell on me, which is totally fine because I am a high achiever and I'm a hard worker, but I wasn't able to increase my compensation. I was not willing not willing to throw in the towel to go back to that. And I think so many of us, we are so quick to want to go back to the things that we prayed ourselves out of. Think about that. I remember the nights laying my head down. I remember the nights crying like, God, put something in my path. Show me a sign. Give me an opportunity to get out of this hole that I've dug myself in because obviously I have to show up and go to this job because it's putting food on the table and it's paying the bills but I want something more. And I think more often than not, whenever we get to a point of frustration or a point of doubt or confusion, or we start lacking that faith in our journey, we want to go back. We, we start having that plan B. Well, what if I start looking? What if I just put my feelers out there? What if I just start Googling what's open in my area? And we start making this plan B, which is almost an escape. It's an excuse and an, ex- an escape for us not to live up to our full potential. And so I knew that I didn't want to go to a job. I knew that I didn't want to go back to this place that I worked so hard to get out of. I also knew that I wasn't just going to let it all ride on my husband's shoulders. Yes, Jason, whenever I lost my full or left, walked away from my full-time job, he walked away from his job too. And we both stepped into this entrepreneur mindset and it was difficult. I'm not saying it's easy. I mean, is it simple? Yeah, but it's definitely not easy. 
And I wasn't willing to allow him to carry this burden. I knew that I could make this work. I knew that if it could work for someone else, why the heck couldn't it work for me? But it was only gonna work if I had a level of commitment where I was all in. And I had to make that commitment. I had no choice. If it worked for them, why wouldn't it work for me? If it works for others, it should work for you too. So, you know, I think about I showed up to my business like I showed up to my marriage. And anytime I always say this, there's always, you know, I always get a nasty message of someone who is separated or who has walked through divorce, which my heart is with you. But I'm telling you my truth because it's my podcast. Boom. So I, you know, I walked into my marriage saying for better or for worse. I walked into my marriage saying till death do us part. You know, I will not be single again, but I show as heck would be a widow. So Mr. Mayfield, you better watch out. No, I'm just kidding. Um, But you guys, like I walked in saying I'm going all in. And that was an active conversation that me and my husband had. We've both come from broken homes. We've both come from watching our parents walk through divorce, get married, you know, over and over. Um, And we knew with the calling that God had on both of our lives that when we got married, that was it. Like we were gonna work through our junk. And so I almost approached my business in the same mentality, the same mentality of when me and my husband get in an argument or when things aren't going the way that we want, I I don't leave the house. I'm not sleeping on the couch. I'm not going and hanging out at a club or a bar. I'm not, you know, like in, in even entertaining any one of the opposite sex. Like it's no longer, I'm no longer available for that. And so I approached my business with that same mindset. I am no longer available for going to a nine to five. I am no longer available for asking someone, you know, when I could take a lunch break, when I could go to the bathroom, if I could have vacation, if I could get a raise, like I'm no longer available for that. And so I really went in with this expectation as I approached my business that I was going to make it work. I had to stay committed, not just to the process, but to my process, whether that took two months, two years, 20 years, praise God, didn't take that long, but... (laughs) You know, but I I had to stay committed. And I think so many of us were so quick to want to start looking for plan B. We're so quick because we just live in this microwave society where it's like popcorn. You just put it in and pop, 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 pop. Like everything's going to be fine in, you know, two minutes and 24 seconds or whatever. And it's just not true. You cannot have a plan B. You need to go all in. And that also goes for people that want to work multiple businesses or have multiple dreams. And it's like, everyone's like, well, the average millionaire has seven streams of income. That's fine, but they're not jumping into all seven at once. So you've got to like, you can only win a horse race riding one horse. <laughs> if I was vulgar, I'd make that sound so cool. But this is this is super safe. This is G-rated, I promise. And so you need to make sure that you find that one horse and that you go all in with it and don't have any plan B. No plan B. That has to be your mindset. That has to be your drive. And that has to be your commitment level. Another thing is that I made sure I was super intentional with on my climb is who I surrounded myself with. You know, the phrase proximity is power has become one of my most favorite phrases to use, I dare to say, in the last nine to 10 months. And it really matters who you're surrounded by. When the going gets tough, when you start, you know, feeling empty inside, are you around people who are going to bring you a chair or a cup of water? And I heard that recently and it started making me think, 
You know, we all get tired and yes, we all need a moment to sit and rest. But man, I wanna make sure that when I'm surrounding myself with people, I'm surrounding myself with people that are gonna hand me a cup of water. Hey, drink this, sis, and you better get back on the road, right? Whenever you're running a marathon, you've got those people who are standing on the side of the road and they'll give you a cup. You don't stop to drink the water. You drink the water, you throw the cup and you keep on trucking. And I knew if I wanted to climb to the top, I knew if I wanted to find success, if I wanted to be able to change my family's life, that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about cultivating an environment for growth and success. It matters who you're around. Are you around a bunch of people who are broke, busted, and disgusted? Every time you get around them, oh, your little business, your little dream, your little this, your little that. Like, I don't have time for that because I naturally will put myself down. Like, I don't need to be in an environment where someone else is going to do that, where someone else, some external entity, some external force, circumstance entity is going to... Uh, just, I don't know, make me feel uncomfortable about what I'm going towards. So they're gonna knock me or they're gonna bring doubt. Like, listen, boo, I'm full of enough doubt and enough fear and enough worry. I don't need yours added on top of that. So who are you surrounded by? Are you surrounded by the right people? If you want to be in an environment and cultivate an environment for growth and success, it's going to require someone different. And I assure you, the people that are in your life right now, if they were meant to take you to the next level, they would have already done it, right? So we got to start hanging around people who are thinking big, dreaming big, talking big, playing big because proximity is power. When you start getting around those people, you're going to start catching their vision. You're going to start catching their fire. And I assure you that is going to help you so, so much, but you need to take an inventory, you really do. Jim Rohn says you're like uh you you're going to end up like the five people you're most in proximity to or I don't know, there's some really fancy phrase. If you google it, I'm sure it'll come up, boo boo. But it is very true. It really is true. And I think even now years later that's something that I'm constantly evaluating. What do I need on this trek up the mountain that I'm headed on? What do I need? Who can provide it to me? Who can give it to me? And how do I need to be in proximity to them, right? It's the proximity principle. When you're in proximity to people that can open a door for you or to opportunity and a door can open, that's when you're going to be able to find that success. So I knew one of the things I had control over is who I was surrounded by. And I know it seems like, well, Ashley, you don't understand you know, it's my family that puts me down and I have to be around them. No, you don't. No, you don't. That is a decision that you make. You can work your butt off and get out of that house. You do not have to go to that birthday party. You do not have to go to that family reunion. You can say no. The problem is you don't because of fear, because of being paralyzed, because you're afraid of being judged. And sometimes, I mean, shoot, we've all said yes to our family just because we didn't want to hear the backlash right? And I do understand that. But there was a time when I had to say no to certain family members because what they viewed was different than where I was going. And I could not allow them to speak freely because I knew if I got in the moment, if I got in proximity to them, I would not stand up for myself. I would because I love them. They're my family. They want, they want what's best for me. They're not there to hurt me. They're not my haters. You know what I mean? Which is a whole nother topic because most of you don't have haters. You're fabricating it. But I knew I had control over my environment. Sis, how are you controlling your environment? Are you, are you, are you? 
Are you saying yes to the right people? Or are you filling your time with people who are not helping you create that environment for growth and success? It's one thing I had control over and I'm so, so grateful. The next thing that I really made sure I was doing was my mindset. Now, if you're a high achiever, you probably think you're too good to pour into yourself because that doesn't get you results right away. It's gonna slow you down. It's just gonna take time away from crossing a finish line. I felt that way at least. And it wasn't until month eight in my business that I realized and I had to identify where I'm going I have to develop that first. I have to become the person my results require. And if I have to become that person, that means that I need to work on my mindset. I needed a growth mindset. And so growing my mindset became a non-negotiable in my life. And it's been a non-negotiable for the last three and a half years. I had no idea how bad I needed it. It's like that one song. It's like, I didn't know... I was lost until I was found. I don't know. There's some song lyrics out there. But it is so true. I had no idea how lost I was. I had no idea how much I didn't know. I had no idea. And isn't ego like that? Isn't ego, like ego makes us feel like we're enough or that we don't need something or we're too good for something. And I had to admit that I didn't know it all. And I'm so grateful because now I look at development so different. I can literally learn from almost anyone, whether I like you, whether I don't, because I'm a student. I approach life as a student. I'm not always the best at that. Like, don't get a twisted boo. Like, I'm super stubborn. Let's throw some fire on that. Where are all my stubborn people at? But I really do my best to show up with a student mindset to be able to listen, to be able to absorb, because it doesn't matter who you are. I can always learn something from you. How are you growing yourself? If you want to cultivate an environment for growth and for success, how are you pouring into yourself? How are you developing yourself? How are you doing personal development? How are you reading books, listening to podcasts like this one, boo? Have you even subscribed? Like, come on, boo boo. Hit that subscribe button, tag a friend, okay? But you need to make sure that you're pouring into yourself. That matters so much. It matters so much. You should constantly be learning, constantly be improving on your skill set. And, and that's how you're going to do it when you when you least expect it. For me, personal development, it was almost like a car insurance policy. Like, we all hate paying that car note We or the car insurance policy. It doesn't make sense. Not until you need it. It's called an accident for a reason. You don't plan on it. You don't plan on having a bad day. You don't plan on someone, you know, telling you off in your business. You don't plan on someone quitting on you. You don't plan on the obstacles, right? Like we don't plan on these things. More often than not, these things tend to blindside us. But we need to be able to have tools in our tool belt that we can pull from, we can extract whenever we need them. That happens when you do personal development. When you do personal development, you're going to hear stories, you're going to read about things. And then when you start physically walking through them, you're able to tap into that and say, hey, I remember learning about that. Hey, I remember I just read that. Hey, I heard this story. If she can conquer it, I can conquer it. That's what your mindset does. You need to take your mind to the place you want to go. But if you are not pouring into yourself, you're never going to be able to break that glass ceiling. You're never going to be able to have that environment for growth because you're not growing. And so you growing matters so much. With your mindset, how are you also spending your time? 
We all want success and we all want growth and talk is a big game. And there's, listen, I'm all about watching a TV show before I go to bed. I'm all about going out and taking a swim in my pool, but you've got to make your priorities for your priorities. When you want it as bad as you can breathe, you're going to position yourself and posture yourself in a way where you are making sure that you are delegating your time and you're managing your time well. And check this, you don't have to manage your time if you know how to manage yourself. But more often than not, we don't know how to manage ourselves. And so making sure that you're managing your time, super, super important. For your mindset, you know, for you to be able to grow, how are you also delegating things in your house? That was a huge breakthrough, even in my mindset, because I come from a home that we always had a clean kitchen. My mom loved a clean kitchen. So when we got to the point as I was climbing uh, up the ladder of success, so to say, I wanted a clean house. And unfortunately, I had to compromise because I couldn't run the business and clean the home. And if you think my husband's gonna clean the home, like you sadly mistaken, okay? And there's nothing wrong with that. Like that's not his gifting. That's not his desire, okay? And you can't get upset at your spouse if that's who they are. Some spouse, some spouses are more hands-on in the home. Some are more hands-off. That's okay. Like stop making your spouse to be someone they're not, right? And so we had to come to a compromise. And he was like, look, I know that you're running a successful business, And I know that it makes you happy when the kitchen is clean. So I'm going to make sure the kitchen is clean every single day. But the rest of the house, probably going to go to crap. (laughs) And that's just the way that it was. But that allowed me to have that extra time instead of me stressing about the dishes that were growing mold and crusty and like a science experiment that was happening in my house. I was able to pour into myself and use my time wisely while I was still making sure that that thing that mattered to me was being fulfilled, right? And so if you're really wanting to expand your mindset, you've got to make sure it's a priority. And I understand that, you know, having a clean house is a priority for a lot of you. So how are you working to hire a cleaner? And I know that sounds really crazy. And that's probably a whole nother podcast I need to do. But Up until last year, I just was so afraid of what people were going to think of me if we hired a cleaner. But the reality is the time that I was investing in cleaning my house and the energy that I was expending or whatever, putting off, you guys, I could have like put that in my business and made so much more. I make more money working my business than I do scrubbing a toilet. I'm not above scrubbing a toilet. I'm not above cleaning my house. But when you work hard, you've got to be able to let those things go. And that is a mindset issue. You need to continue to grow yourself and realize what's going to bring you the most freedom. What's going to bring you the most financial increase? What's going to bring you closer to your goals? Yes, your house needs to be cleaned, but it doesn't mean that you have to be the one doing it. So really making sure that I was focusing on my mindset, that I was growing, that I was developing, those were some huge things that allowed me to cultivate that environment of growth and success. Let's talk about the next thing, which is vision and belief. I had to create the vision. Don't underestimate the power of writing your goals down. And again, ego, (laughs) ego, we just going to burn our egos, okay? Because ego really makes you believe that some of these things that if you go listen to anyone successful, any success guru, any coach out there, they're going to tell you to write your goals down, to journal, to visualize. And a lot of times we think that that's such a waste of time or it's not effective because there's no 
we don't see the instant return on that. Like where's the return on investment from sitting down and visualizing every single day. But the reality is, is I created the vision. I know a lot of people are like, how do you create the vision? I had to physically do it. I, I don't, my creativity looks different. I'm a very creative person, but it looks different than someone handing me a blank slab and just saying, paint anything you want or create anything you want in this space. I'm extremely innovative. I am really good at taking things that other people do and breaking them down and building them back up better and improving them or putting my own sauce on them, right? And so I had to really create the vision of where I wanted to go. You guys, something so simple that I did is I put signs all over my house. And that was a little embarrassing at first, I guess, because there's a level of vulnerability with that obviously a level of exposing yourself. You know, my kids were like, what does it mean to be this word? Or what does this mean? You know, uh, my husband sees all these signs, but I had to get to the point of operating with a level of humility. If I wanted to get to where I wanted to go, it was my responsibility to keep it in front of my eyes. And I think that's one of the things that we struggle with going from an employee mindset to an entrepreneur mindset is we almost expect someone to come in and look over our shoulder every single day and tell us what we need to do. And in the entrepreneur world, that is our responsibility. It is our responsibility every day to, you know, pick up the shovel and and, and till the ground. Like that, that's, that's our job. And so I had to make sure that I was visually stimulated. I had to make sure that no matter where I looked in my house, that when I rolled over in my bed on the side of my wall, like I had this big sign that said where I was going to go. When I went in the bathroom, we had double sink. And so praise God. Um, <laughs> so when I went in the bathroom on my side of the sink, there was a sign there. I had a sign in my office, a sign, um, you know, when you walked in our front door, there was a sign by the thermostat. I had a sign above the television. Like, oh, I had signs everywhere because I needed to be stimulated. If I wanted to set an environment for growth and success, I not only needed that for me, but I needed that for my family. Obviously, we had mass, massive amounts of communication. My husband has always been amazing. Jason, I love you. Like, he's always been so amazing, so supportive, above and beyond. Like, I've struck gold in the marriage department, I swear. Um, but I needed my family to still understand how important it was to me. And so putting those signs up, it wasn't just a reminder for them, but it was them seeing my commitment level. Because listen, you can you can write it down in a notebook all day long. And I'm not saying that you need to do signs. I'm telling you what I did and why I'm at where I'm at. When I look back, that is one of the things that I did to have massive breakthrough because I took what I wrote in private and I made it public. And we all know that um, obviously anytime you wanna go public with a goal, you wanna do it in a safe space because you're putting yourself out there. And sometimes there's some things that need to be kept private, but then there's other times you gotta put your goals out there because putting it out there, like I said, it exposes you, it makes you vulnerable and it's gonna allow people to hold you accountable to the things that you wanna do. And my family and my home is my safe space. And so- Man, I hate that phrase, but it's fine. I digress. So we're going to fire that. We're going to burn that phrase. Try and never use the phrase safe space again on the podcast. Mental note. So, uh, but it, but it really is. It, it's, it's my refuge. It's my place that I can go and I can cry and I can scream and I can be frustrated. And so I needed to make sure that I protected myself because it's really easy, like I said, to sit at a desk in an office. And then when you walk outside of the office, you're a different person. 
I can be a business owner all day long in my office, but when I walk outside of my office, you know, sometimes I have to be wife, sometimes I have to be mom, sometimes I have to be the cook, which really only means I can pour a bowl of cereal. Um, sometimes I have to be a cleaner, sometimes I have to be a nurse, like I have to be a teacher. We like we have to we wear all these hats. And I needed to remember my business hat when I walked outside of my office. First thing, like I wanted it as bad as I could breathe, and I was willing to Remember, we're talking about that vision and that belief. I had to keep the vision in front of me of where I was going. It was my job and my responsibility to stimulate myself every single day. And as I continued to climb the ranks, as I continued to crush goals, those signs changed. Um, And it was just super, super profound when I wanted to get lazy and sit in front of the television. I would literally have this massive sign above the TV that would remind me, get your fat peach up from the couch and go get to work because... People depend on me being my best. I have thousands and thousands of people and I've had the honor of touching tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands at this point with my message, with my passion, through various different uh, social media platforms, through traveling all over the country and speaking on stages and speaking on other podcasts, my reach has gone so far. And I am so humbled and I am so honored and blessed because of it. And that's not just for me, that's for you too. And maybe your growth and maybe your success looks different than what I have. That's okay. Stay true to who you are. Your lane is your lane. But I know that if you do not take some form of ownership, if you do not have some kind of investment in cultivating this environment and stimulating yourself for growth, you're never going to get there. Like I said, you can't teach desire. And I know if you're listening to this, you have desire. I know that you do. I know that you do. And so your growth and your success, it's 100% in your control, my friend. I am so excited to see how you guys are gonna crush and finish the rest of 2020. You guys, that's it. What do we have in our control? Everything that we can do to grow and have success. And so here's another thing I know you have in your control. Go write a review. Please leave me a positive review. I am so excited. I'm gonna be giving away $25 all week long to people who write a review. So make sure you're following me, not only on all social media platforms, but follow me on Instagram. I'm at the Ashley Mayfield. Watch my stories. I'm definitely gonna be posting the winners in there. So that's all I've got for you guys today. Mayfield out.